We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, everybody in IB Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. This is a, obviously, it's a Tuesday, so it's not our normal recruiting hour day, it, but we are, things have been bumped, things have been moved, and we cannot not have a recruiting hour. And uh, so here we are. So that's Ryan Roberts. He's our director of recruiting. I, I'm sure he's got much more longer words involved in his title. That's it, man. That's it. That's all I okay. need. That's all I need. You're good. Yep. <laughs> all right. So director of recruiting, Ryan Roberts. I'm Vince Sidario. We're going to take you on the recruiting ride today. We're going to talk about the weekend that was in recruiting and then the weekend that is about to be. And then maybe we'll touch on a few other topics when it comes to recruiting. So First of all, I, I don't know this for sure, and so I'm going to ask, is this your first show back? This is my first show back. Yes, first show Welcome back, back yeah. my friend. Welcome <laughs> back. Welcome I back. I did, I, did, I did jump into a couple chats on a couple shows that you okay. guys have been doing over the last couple weeks just to say hi, but yes, this is my first official show back. Thank you all so much. Nice, nice. How, how's life with the uh, added member of the family? Tiring, man. Tiring right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, lack of sleep from a newborn and a two, almost two and a half year old that's doing the potty training thing right now. So it's it's fun <laughs> times in the Roberts household, man. Fun times. I, I bet it is. I bet it is. Just just realize that sleep is not coming for another eighteen to twenty. Eighteen years. years. Or so. yeah, yeah. Right. So yep. it's okay. It, it's all. It all. It's all good, man. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so let's jump in. Let's get to what the people want to hear about. Uh, let's Let's talk about some recruiting. I want to pull up my uh, my outline here. So big recruiting weekend in the rears. It is now Tuesday. You've had a chance to catch up with some of these guys. So we're just yeah. going to kind of go down the list if that works for you. Uh, and, you know, your thoughts on that kid, how it went, where it's going, all of those different things. So let's lead off with Carter Nelson. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, it's, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, I felt really bad Vince honestly leaving because I'm like, Brian <laughs> had to handle everything while I was gone. You know, we had like several commitments and players announcing commitment dates and it, it's been wild. But it, it was a very interesting and very positive weekend for the most part for Notre Dame on the recruiting side of things. Carter Nelson, I think, was probably the biggest buzz that I heard coming out of, out of the week. Okay. I, mean, I mean, so basically where it's been with Carter is that Notre Dame has kind of been going back and forth, jockeying between taking two tight ends in the class, sticking with one with Jack Larson, because they already have a really good tight end, obviously, in the class. And basically where it is at this point is that Carter Nelson, I think, is just too good to say no to, right? Like, that's where you are. This kid is a seven-foot high jumper. He's a state um, qualifier in, like, four different events in the track and fields area. And he's also a really good basketball player out of – Ainsworth, Nebraska. So he's a player that Notre Dame has valued a lot, the upside, the athleticism that he has. And a guy that Notre a player that Notre Dame has been a, a player for for a while, really. I mean, okay. Carter has really liked Notre Dame. It, it was assumed early on that it was going to be Nebraska and kind of Notre Dame was probably the second in that pecking order of schools. Well, this visit for one, Vince, because this was the first visit Carter Nelson took since the Boston College game, which his first visit to campus was in that blizzard during Boston College. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Him and his family were very happy that it was much better weather, were able to enjoy everything, were able to take tours, to meet with the coaches, have some great food. There was a lot of positive buzz coming out. And from the commit side of things, I was told that Carter fit right in with the commits on campus. Like he really just he felt they felt like he was a part of the family already. So leaving the visit, kind of what I'm hearing is that Nebraska is not really the big player that I think we once thought he was for the, you know, obviously plays high school in Nebraska. Nebraska was kind of assumed to be at the top of his list. The two schools that I think are the leaders for Carter Nelson leaving this visit are Georgia and Notre Dame. Those Mm. are the two. So Notre Dame is neck to neck here. Carter has two more visits set up. He has Penn State and then he has Nebraska. Could things change over the next couple of weeks and one of those schools gets into it? It's possible. But I think more than anything, the next couple of weeks are going to be about Georgia, Notre Dame, make your final pitches, man. Because the timeline-wise, I think that he is going to finish his official visits, 
And then he's going to sit down with his with his coaches and with his family, and he's going to make a decision. So I think we're going to get a summer decision from Carter Nelson. I think it's going to come over the next few weeks. And I think Notre Dame is battling Georgia here. And I think one thing that Notre Dame has going into their favor here is that Georgia has two tight end commits in the 2024 class as well. Notre Dame only has one. So there's a little bit of a back and forth here. You can't count out Georgia because Georgia is a great program. And obviously what they've been able to do on the recruiting trail is it's monumental. But I think that Notre Dame has put themselves in a neck and neck race with Georgia leaving this visit. They really moved the needle with Carter Nelson this weekend. So do you think that Georgia would take a third tight end in the class? I mean, that seems excessive to me. I realize he's a good player, great player, yes. but that seems excessive to me at one position. It's very excessive, which makes it kind of a weird one. The one thing I will say, though, is I think that you could sell Carter on being an athlete. I think you okay. could because that was one thing that he talked a lot about this weekend or and I source close to the Nelson family about – how the staff wasn't just talking about him like, you know, being the next Michael Mayer, being the next great tight end. They were talking about like him. We can use you at boundary receiver. We can put you in the slot. We can use you as a tight end. We can put you in line. We can put you as a wing. He can do a little bit of everything and play all over the field. So think about Carter Nelson. I would say for people out there, I would think of him more as a pass catcher than I would just a tight end. Like he can do so many different things. So I think Georgia would make room for him if it came down to it. Like I think that Notre Dame will make room for him if he wants to come to Notre Dame as well. Gotcha. So good vibes surrounding the uh, surrounding Carter Nelson. And uh, you're thinking about a, a, summer, a potential summer commitment. So uh, wherever he ends up deciding to go, I'm, I don't know where he's going to go, uh, but you think it's going to be in the summer. So that that's good. I like when these guys get things out of the way before their senior season and then they can just focus yes. on playing. It makes sense. Yes. That's it. That's it. And, and I will say this too, Vince, just one more nugget. Yeah. Car- Carter's not really a big recruiting guy. Like he's not, he is just, he's one of those kids and his family is very like this as well. They wanted to do their due diligence. They okay. wanted to get all their data and they wanted to take their visits and they want to make a decision because gotcha. Carter is very focused. He just, he wants to get this thing over with. And I think he wants to enjoy his senior season. So for like some people are going to ask like, you know, is, is this a guy that teams are going to keep recruiting? I'm sure people call calling him whenever he commits to a school, but I will say that Carter Nelson is one of those guys that I don't think is flippable after he commits just because he's just going to shut everything down. I think like, I just think that gotcha. he is, he's ready for this thing to be over with in my opinion. Makes sense. I can understand how recruiting can be a lot, and uh, yeah. especially when you're a top quality uh, recruit like he is. So makes a lot of sense to me. So I guess we'll we'll stay tuned for Carter Nelson. Another guy. Uh, let's just go right down the list. Bradley Shaw. Where are things yes. with him? This one's a really interesting one. So he he visited before I went on my on my little break or my leave or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, he, he visited <laughs> Notre Dame unofficially. Leave, baby. It's okay. Yes, certainly leave. Yes. So he visited Notre Dame unofficially a few weeks ago. Came back to campus officially, obviously with his family. I, I was told that everything went really well in this side of things with Bradley Shaw. He's a linebacker out of Hoover in the state of Alabama. So obviously, right in the Alabama backyard of things. So it's very interesting because I think that Notre Dame has put themselves in a really good position if they want to take Bradley Shaw. It's just a question of Kingston Villiamuasa is still the top priority on the board who's going to be visiting Notre Dame this weekend. So there's no foregone conclusion that they definitely are going to take Bradley. But I think that coming into this visit, Notre Dame was in a good spot. I think they're in an even better spot with, with, 
with him right now. And I think that this is kind of a three-way race right now. If Notre Dame wants Bradley Shaw of Georgia, Auburn, and Notre Dame. I don't think Alabama's in this one. I think that you have Auburn, Georgia, and Notre Dame as the three schools that are really standing out. I was told from the commit side of things, really nice dude, really good, really smart, really just easy to talk to. Needs to improve his Madden game a lot is something that I was I was told in this visit. He's not the best Madden player of all time, apparently, but he is a good football player who brought all his family. The whole gambit came this weekend because they really wanted to really experience everything. So I think Notre Dame's in a solid spot. Again, there's no questioning to me and just everything I've heard and everything that is out there. Kingston Villamuasa is the number one linebacker on the board. The guy that they yeah. want in this class, the guy that could potentially fill that final spot at linebacker. But Bradley Shaw is a good football player that they are still recruiting. So don't think of it as a plan B. Don't think of it as, you know, keeping options, whatever. Bradley Shaw is just a good player that's on the board for Notre Dame. And I think Notre Dame did a very solid job with him this weekend. And again, I think it's kind of a three-horse race for Bradley for whoever wants to really make it pull the trigger. Commitment. Time frame? Do you have a feeling on that or no? I, I think it's a summer as well. It's not okay. super, it's not as defined as like a Carter Nelson is right now or a couple other guys that have like firm understandings. But I would be surprised if it went any further than early in July. Like I, I think that this one's okay. going to be over the next few weeks. Gotcha. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, next on the list would be Oliver Miles. Yes. This one's a hard one to understand a little bit, honestly. It's, it, so first, Oliver Miles out of the state of Texas, talented safety okay. who also plays quarterback. He plays some running back. He punts for his team. He's one of the best punters in the state of Texas. And what? he's almost what? a 51-foot triple jumper in um in track and field which is the top number in the state just won a state championship in the triple jump which is only i think nine feet off the world record which is pretty what? wild to think about for a high school junior yeah man he's a legit legit high school triple jumper i mean he he could compete in college he was that good he's very very good so notre dame loves him at safety they really liked oliver miles uh this basically this is where we are with oliver i think oliver likes notre dame a lot i think that oliver's Meshed pretty well with the, with the rest of the commits. I mean, basically, the whole thing with Oliver is Oliver's a very soft-spoken kid. He doesn't right. say a ton. I was told that, you know, he doesn't really talk unless talk to, right? Like, he doesn't answer unless, you know, ask the question type of thing. But I think he really likes Notre Dame. But it's just – it's one of those kind of like just one of those situations where I'm just not sure 
if there's a full buy-in to come up north to Notre Dame. I'm just not sure if there's a full buy-in. You know, like Texas Tech is a school that's high on his list. I think that there, for some kids, some kids like Braylon James, for instance, in 2023, they just wanted to leave Texas. Like, I want to get out of here, man. Like, I'm good. I don't need to be in Texas anymore. Some other kids, a lot of other kids are like, I want to stay closer to home. So I think there might be a slight pool on that side, but I think that he really does like Notre Dame. So I think Notre Dame is going to be in this one until the end. It's just, I'm not like certain that Oliver Miles is going to end up being in the class for Notre Dame, but they certainly didn't hurt themselves this weekend. This is more about what Oliver Miles is going to want moving forward. Okay. I've heard some different things about this next guy we're going to talk about. Uh, Elijah Rushing. Where are yes. things with Elijah? Because I it depends on who you talk to. Negative town, positive town. I mean, there's all and everything in yeah. between. Where what are you hearing? Well, me and Brian got uh, we got a we touched base with a lot of sources on this one because there are some varying reports out there, which is kind of weird. Basically, what we're hearing is that the visit did not go great. It's just one of those situations where Elijah's very if you've ever talked to Elijah, which I have a few times. Very polite, well-mannered kid, very highly intelligent, says all the right things to the media, right? Like, oh, it was a great trip, yada, 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 love the visit, all that great stuff. And I think he likes Notre Dame. But I think that there was just a weird vibe around this Hmm. visit this weekend. I just I'm not I, I just don't see this one happening, to be very point blank about it. Like I just don't see it happening. I was told that there was just kind of a a a weird aura around like just kind of being really quiet and really reserved and kind of cut off to other commits and recruits that were on campus. So I just think that he was doing his due diligence. He had been to Notre Dame once before he had a good time on the first trip to Notre Dame. This one, I just don't think was quite as successful. So I, I just wouldn't put my chips in the basket of Elijah rushing it landing with Notre Dame. I just, I just don't think that this, I, I don't think that it was a successful visit for him this weekend. So who are the other players involved uh, with Elijah? And, and do you see him kind of leaning a different direction, obviously, at this point? I, I think that for me, Oregon is the big team for him. I think okay. that that is. Like, I leave the weekend. I, I expect that that will probably be the destination if he makes a decision anytime soon. Now, does he leave it open a few more weeks and – somebody could get in the fold type of conversation for an Elijah Rushing. It's possible. I mean, he's been out to the Florida schools a ton. He's obviously seen a lot of the West coast schools, but I think Oregon is definitely the team to be for rushing. Okay. Now there there's one guy on the list who was on the list and then he was off the list and therefore probably off the board completely. Uh, But can you kind of give us a wrap up of, of Brian Huff, why he didn't come what that means for his recruitment to Notre Dame. I I think that the, I think that the linebacker board in 2024 has gotten very narrow at this point. Brian Huff was a guy that Notre Dame liked, but obviously I just think that there was a little bit of both sides, you know, the fits wasn't going to, it just probably wasn't going to happen. It was funny, Vince. I literally on Sunday, I texted Brian and was like, Hey man, how's, how's the visit go? How's the visit going? And he's like, Oh man, it went really well. And then I hear a report that like, he didn't go. And I'm like, Hey, did you not go to Notre Dame this weekend? He's like, Oh no, I'm at Arkansas. I'm like, Oh, okay, good. Good Good to know your Arkansas visit went well. Thanks for that. Yeah. I I mean, basically what we're hearing is that there's no date that's going to be rescheduled for Brian Huff. He's just not on the board for a linebacker anymore for Notre Dame. Basically the linebacker board has just been very narrowed in at at this point. Kingston, Villiamuasa, Bradley Bradley Shaw that we kind of touched on a little bit. And then Keyshawn Flowers is going to be coming in to visit this weekend as well. 
for Notre Dame. Like those are pr- that's pretty much the board as of now. And so Brian Huff did not visit this weekend, and we do not anticipate him taking a visit to Notre Dame anytime soon. Gotcha. So I believe that's everybody that was either on the you know that w- that came into Notre Dame or was on the list that didn't come. Uh, so kind of give me just your overall feeling about how this weekend went. And then we'll yep. kind of transition to this coming weekend. I think I think that it was this was more a committed player weekend than it was an uncommitted player weekend. There were a lot of commits, obviously, on campus. You know, I've had a chance to talk to a bunch of them at this point. There was a very small number of uncommitted players, a lot of, okay. a, lot of a, a small number of targets. The weekend before Vince, much longer list of uncommitted players. The weekend coming up, much longer list of uncommitted players. So more important targets both this next weekend and the weekend before. This one I think was just more you move the needle for the majority of uncommitted players that were on campus. I think you moved the needle for Carter Nelson. I think you moved the needle for Bradley Shaw. I think you did a solid job, excuse me, with Oliver Miles. I just think that everyone wants to hyper-focus on the one, and I get it. I totally get it. I mean, we're talking about a five-star caliber edge rusher in Elijah Russian. Really talented player. They did. It wasn't a great visit for him, but three out of four had great visits. So sure. I, I think that we're, you know when we're talking about the impact of Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame put together a really good recruiting weekend. We're going to hyper focus on the one that didn't go Notre Dame's way, but I think that Notre Dame again moved the needle with a few of their top targets on the board. So all of the commits that were on campus, you said that was a pretty yeah. long list. Yes. Anything change for any of them? Or, I mean, everybody's still solid, everybody good, you know, recruiting their butts off to get guys here. You know, yeah. what are you hearing about those guys? Well, we'll hear a little bit from Carson Hobbs' perspective when we get to Carson's corner later. But I, it, it, so I'll say this this was the first time that a few of these commits were able to meet each other in person, which was really cool. I mean, like the, the whole defensive secondary that is committed so far for Notre Dame was on campus for the first time together. So you had Kennedy okay. Erlacher, Leonard Moore, Carson Hobbs. Cole Mullins got to visit. Teddy Rezac was there. Bodie Cahoon. It was, this was a defensive-heavy commit weekend. So, I mean, they were all talking about, you know, the you know meeting Bodie for the first time, meeting Teddy. It was funny. I, I was talking to Carson Hobbs specifically about Teddy Rezac. He's like, he's a linebacker? He's, I, he's like, I thought he was like a 6'4 safety. Like, he was just long as anything and fast. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like, you know, that's kind of what they're viewing him as kind of moving forward. So, I think that this one, I was told that there was – I mean, first and foremost, you're going to hear it. So I'm not going to give too much because you're going to hear it on the Carson House video as far as like some of the stuff they did for him this weekend. But they went bowling. They did the golf stuff. They played Madden until like two or three in the morning the first night. And Carson told me that that was like one of the biggest. It was a great moment for them to start the weekend because it really like just was a bonding moment for them all. Because, again, this is a lot of this is the first time that a lot of these commits we're on campus together. First time meeting in person. So I really think that that was an awesome opportunity to be able to do the bowling thing, to do the golf thing, to do yeah. the Madden thing, to do the tours, to really just kind of bond with one another. So I think it was a great weekend. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. Great weekend coming out of it. Solidified the guys that are currently uh, committed in the 24 class and then yep. move the needle in a positive way on three out of the four guys. I mean, yes. you're, you're not going to hit a thousand in recruiting. I mean, that's just... No. That's just a fact. So I'm good. Nobody asked my opinion, but I'm good with it. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll so, ask your opinion, Vince. Are you good with it? Are you good I'm with good it? with it, man. I'm good with it. <laughs> I I trust you and Brian, so I'm good with it. Uh, 